<laughs> Keep that same energy. All right. It says the broadcast is laughed. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Better watch it. All right, guys, we are live and we are back. It's natural and naked. It is Monday. It's Nicole and Cabri. And today we have two lovely women whom y'all have seen before. We value their opinion. We value their feedback. We value the conversations that we have with them. So, ladies, I'm Monica. We will start with you. Please give an introduction about yourself, what it is that you do, anything that you want the people to know. Make sure you drop your website. The floor is yours. <laughs> uh, my name is Monica. My company is Journey to Success. Um, I am a life coach to inspire women who are recently divorced or separated, um, who are looking for some guidance on how to get through this situation and still achieve their goals and also set boundaries. So my website is journeytosuccess.com. All right, all right, all right. Thank you so much for that. And Adrian, we have you have the floor. Hello, everyone. Um, my name is Adrian Cox Settles. I am the author of B Poetry Book. I am an online tutoring business owner. Um, I have created multiple, <laughs> well, an enormous amount of books, and I'm a mom. And among other things, <laughs> keep it short and sweet. <laughs> All right. So tonight we are going to be talking about boundaries. This is something that um, I think we've just been seeing a lot of. I'm not sure exactly what made us have this show. I think it was something Adrian said when we had her on the last time. And we was like, yeah. we need to start talking about setting boundaries. Yeah, and, and what's that name? Cassandra, she mentioned mentioned it. So we, yeah, we had a few people mention boundaries. So apparently it is something that's on everybody's mind. So I guess we can start out with, I didn't have a chance to really look at everybody um, who responded to what we, what we had posted. I can't get in. Um, I know. Did you put the password in? Yeah, I can't even. It won't let me. Oh, your stuff messed up. Yep. Um. Okay. Log into existing account. <laughs> you gotta type it in at the top. Yeah. <laughs> Which one um, is it? That's already. Yeah. The Gmail one or this one? That one. Um. So with that being said, I do remember one response, and this was actually from a guy, and he was like a boundary that he set. I think he sent it to our natural naked stuff. He said a boundary that he set was being how he's being talked to. So he just put um, talk to me with respect. So I remember that one. Um, I didn't have a chance to look at any other ones. I'm getting there, guys. Just one second. Having technical difficulties. Uh, so while we're waiting, I guess we can start out with the bound a boundary that we have set. You got you want to you ladies want to start? Um, sure, I'll start. I think an important boundary that I've set is um, just 
being positive and bringing some positive energy to my life. And I feel like if you um, are, uh, you just choose that you, you want to be negative or you want to be talk negative about other people. I definitely have set boundaries where I don't allow that in my life anymore. And also saying no, you know, just, just setting a boundary of saying, no, I, I, I wasn't okay with saying no. I was like super busy, always running around doing stuff for everybody else. I was super run, run down, tired, wasn't taking care of myself. I think that's one of the biggest boundaries I've set in the recent years, just saying no and being okay with it. Mm-hmm. And um, but one of my boundaries is, somebody, I'm sorry, go ahead. I think there's speak? a delay. Oh. It's okay, Adrian. Um, okay. So I was agreeing with you, Monica, in reference to saying no and being okay with it. And they emphasize it will bless your life. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> One of my boundaries was um, also saying no and feeling feeling very good and proud about it. <laughs> you know, sometimes people have to practice if they're not used to saying no, practice in the mirror a little bit before you get in front of a person or people. So um, sometimes that can come with practice, but Saying no is a big one. Also, um, letting people know that, you know, I have a time where I need to do things that I need to do. You know, I need to be able to create, maybe write, maybe read, or just do some type of um, self-love activity. But um, that space, you know, is my space. So, um, a boundary, you know, would be for me to put time around that space. So I set a lot of different boundaries when it comes to my personal space. That's actually really important to set a boundary around personal, personal space. space. Yeah, because it gives you a chance to like reconnect with yourself, pour back into yourself so that you are full to pour back into other people. Exactly. Yep, exactly. Because you can't pull into other people if you don't have anything inside yourself. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I'll go. So I think, well, I know one that I have set is like you said, um, setting that time aside to be able to create. Like I know if I get distracted, like I could be working on one thing and then if somebody texts me, I'll jump to something else or um, like I'll just be trying to do a whole bunch of things at once. So I'm trying to designate that time to just be able to do it without interruption. Mm-hmm. So one way I have done that is setting like my focus on my phone. So when it's on do not disturb, like I'm not, I'll look, I won't look at my phone all day. But if I take it off, I'll keep looking at my phone because somebody's always texting or mm-hmm. sending me something. Social media is going off. So that that when people see that, and if you have an iPhone, you'll see I have the thing set. So you can't, I'm not going to get your notification or whatever you're trying to send me. So um, that's one way. I think another way is, another boundary that I did is saying no as well. Starting to say no to certain things. Um, but no, of course, some things you can't control. Uh, but 
saying no and not right now. That's what my church said. Yes. Not right yes. now. Yes. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think that's it. Another, I don't even know, I don't know if this will be a boundary, but one thing I do need to work on is being okay with releasing things and letting whatever happens happen. Hmm. And I'm not okay with that because, and I think it's a trust issue. I don't trust that things will get done. So I have mm -hmm. an issue with releasing. And me not releasing causes me to be very overwhelmed. Because mm -hmm. I'm used to it, I'm going to just keep going. Mm -hmm. Turn into a robot. When right. I'm going to break down, and when I break down, I'm That's saying, you wrong. Like last week, I had a headache all week, and I was just trying to figure out why. And then I thought about it, and I'm like, I got to let, let some of this stuff go. I got to ask people for help or say, hey, I need you to do this, but it's just hard for me to do this. Right. And and when you left and when you let things go, you don't have to actually let it go onto a person. You can just have your own space and let it go. Like if you're outside or things like that, you don't have to let it go on a person or in a situation. You can let it go. It can be your own your own privacy of letting things go. You know, like you need to cry or you need to walk or you need to run. You can let it go there. So when you do meet with the person, you're in a more, you know, un, you're unemotional and you're calm because people are not going to listen to you when you're hype and you, you know, you're really active or you're aggressive. They're only going to listen to you when you're calm. So the best thing is to get it out outside of everyone else and then talk to them in a calm manner and let them know what's going on. Because if you're like, and I'm going through this and I'm going through that, they're going to be like, she's crazy. Let's put her somewhere. No one's gonna, no one's gonna receive that, and no one's gonna feel sorry, and they're not gonna receive it. As a woman, they're gonna look at you like, oh yeah, she's 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 crazy. Let's put her somewhere. She lost it, you know. So no one's gonna take that. And like I said, you just let it out somewhere else, and come back to the situation in a calm, unemotional manner, and then you express your feelings, and people will take you serious then. Because if you come and I'm this and I'm that, you know, especially men, men gonna be like. Why are you doing you know, that? No, and the children won't be like, here she go again. You know, right. and it's not going to really give you what you're trying to get. But let it go on your own personal time in your own space, you know, because that's that's what you have to deal with between you and God or you and, you know, whoever. But it has to be something that you deal with because that's something that you're going through, you know. Right. And you're not going to get respected if you come and just be vulnerable and let all that out in a certain manner. No one's going to really take take um, take it serious or no one's going to really feel where you're coming from. If anything, they're going to think you need help. <laughs> what you do, but you don't want them to think you crazy. Right. You know, you know, so you don't want to be that vulnerable to anybody. First of all, you want to be that vulnerable to yourself. And God, but not to a person like that. You know, a person is not going to take you. Only God and yourself can take that vulnerability as to the point where you're about to zap. You know, a person is not ready to take that. I think it kind of depends on who the person is, though. Like, mm -hmm. we have to know who is capable of dealing with us when we are about to go off. Maybe a friend. Maybe a friend. But a spouse, I wouldn't say. Maybe a friend. <laughs> Maybe but a girlfriend. But there, your spouse could be your friend. True. I mean, I do agree with you, Cabri. I do think True. that you have to 
have friends and they have to, you have to understand or even ask them, are they capable or do they have the capacity of dealing with your, that's true. what you, what you have right now? You know what I mean? And that's also your friends setting boundaries and you, it's like, okay, I'm having a really bad day or I'm having a hard time. Like Nicole, just like, look, it's heavy. Kavri, do you have the capacity or, you know, to take on what I need from you right now? Because she may not actually be the friend. It may be someone else. And that's, again, also setting your boundaries and really understanding who's going to be there, who can help you when you need it, you know, your help, when you need the help. Because it may not be every friend that can can help you. That's true. It has to be a really tight friend. You know, like I said, a lot of times a female friend will understand. Like you said, your husband could be your best friend. He can understand it. But yeah, you have to really pick and choose, <laughs> pick and choose who you want to do that with. It's not for everybody. <laughs> it's definitely not for everybody. Right. Um, but I do think that we all should have some kind of person outlet. Yeah. Whether it be a therapist or it doesn't yeah. have to necessarily be a friend. It just needs to be a safe space for that to take place. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Um, I agree. But I think the boundaries that I've set is one, knowing how to communicate with people and then um, knowing how to allow them to communicate with me. I'm not going to sit here and let you yell at me. You're not about to cuss at me. If I'm sitting here, no matter what the situation is, if I'm sitting here and I'm talking calm to you and I'm not, you know, being derogatory or anything like that, I'm, I am expect that is an expectation that you will do mm -hmm. the same thing for me. If not, then the conversation is over. Mm -hmm. um, another boundary that I think I set more so for other people, not so much as me because I know um, that I value my relationships and the way in which that comes across is, if there is a situation, we talk about this all the time, is allowing myself to decompress first before I have such a, you know, heavy conversation with somebody because I want to make sure what I'm saying to you is coming from a loving place. Right. Um, and then also to, you know, creating that, that space for self-care, whatever that looks like, um, and not having it be interrupted. So I think we all have like similar boundaries, like across the board. Um, but I want to, you know, dive into what are other ways that we can set healthy boundaries. What does healthy boundaries set look like? Mm -hmm. So I feel that healthy boundaries are boundaries you put up to make yourself feel safe, secure, happy and loved you know um because boundaries are used to 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 help you to stay secure protect you from outside things or people situations so um it's healthy if you're in a good space whether it's physical mental social emotionally um you just have to be in a good space and sometimes it's hard for females to um put that to write a boundary because they don't know um, exactly what to say or they don't know how to, to define it because it's just been, they just been given so much over so much time. They don't have a voice. They feel as though they don't have a voice. They don't have the right to say no, you know? 
at that point is when it's really unhealthy. When you feel as though you don't have the right to say no, then you're in an unhealthy space. Because everyone at some point should be able to say no and should feel free by saying no. So if you feel guilty um, for protecting yourself, that's an unhealthy space. You know, you should never feel guilty for protecting yourself, but some people make you feel that way. So to me, being healthy is, you know, protecting the things that you want to do to feel happy and secure. And if you don't feel happy, secure, and you don't feel protected, then that you're not in a healthy space, you know, and inside you're really, you're really sad inside, actually. Hmm. I think a lot of women probably feel that way that need assistance with getting there. Not necessarily mm-hmm. women. I think men, just people in general, mm-hmm. feel um, feel bad for setting a boundary, for saying no or not right now, mm-hmm. or even to your kids or your spouse. You know, just really having that space where you're like, okay, we have to set some boundaries. You cannot do this at this time. Or even your friends. I think people have to learn to do that. They have to be educated to do it. Um, you know, just like Cabri said, you either talk to a therapist, you get life coaches, you get assistance to really learn how to set those boundaries and put them in place and then walk through it and, and you'll see it improve. But once you set the boundary with people, they'll respect it. They may be mad at the beginning, but they'll learn to respect your boundary. And if you lose those people, then they weren't really meant for you to have. Mm-hmm. So I think, um, you know, just learning to communicate at the beginning, like when Cabri said, you know, she doesn't want people to talk to her a certain way. I think people think that that's their boundary, but they've never communicated to everybody that they just talk to. Mm-hmm. So like, wait, that's my boundary. And then the other person like, okay, I didn't know that was your boundary. Mm-hmm. You never told me. Right. You know what I mean? You didn't tell me that I couldn't cuss at you when I'm mad. <laughs> you didn't tell me that. You didn't tell me that that was a, a boundary. You know right. what I mean? That I would not tolerate it. Well, you, common sense. It's like, you know, just be <laughs> I've actually caught myself like in the heat of an argument, like raising my voice and screaming yeah. and everything like that. And I was like, wait, no. I'm not about to do this. It yeah. takes so much energy. I be before I realized that that was, you know, behavior that was not okay, I used to be so tired and drained after having a disagreement like that. Mm-hmm. I would just want to go to sleep. Yeah, I will deal with this later. Yeah, I need to <laughs> re-energize myself. Not only do I have to re-energize myself, now I got to humble myself and come back and be like, listen, that wasn't how I should have spoke to you. Mm. Don't speak to me like that and we're fine. You know, and I think, you know, having safe boundaries also comes with having a level of accountability of self. Mm. So you, we can't, if we're not doing the things that we find are uh, boundary breakers, then other people aren't going to respect those boundaries. Like if I'm, Nicole are arguing, we're best friends. You guys are really close. If we're, if you're arguing with your other person, eventually you're going to be like, no, I'm not about to sit here and keep taking this from you. How can you say you don't want me to talk to you like this, but yet here you are doing the yeah. complete opposite? Hmm. 
Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. I think in my my recent years, I just I set boundaries right at the beginning, right at the beginning. This is what I what what I will tolerate and what I will not tolerate. And if if you can't respect that, then you you're not for me. I'm not for you. Mm-hmm. Right. Everyone's <laughs> not for everybody. <laughs> We're not for each other. Yeah. And that's hard at the beginning. You feel bad and you think about it, but then you feel a sense of relief once you have, a, you know, got rid of people who will not respect your boundaries. Right. It makes life it makes life a whole lot easier to get eliminate people in the beginning instead of dragging them along and then getting frustrated and fussing at them for something that you felt and you never you never addressed ever. <laughs> You know, so, so. Monica, you said you start them at the beginning. So how do you do that with relationships that you've already had that you didn't start it at the beginning, but you always yeah, you're yeah. I actually have lost relationships um, <laughs> where I didn't set boundaries at the beginning, and then I ended up setting boundaries, and I've I've lost those relationships, which was good for me. <laughs> and at the end of the day, there it was better for me and less stress. Um, and it was hard to go through that to really tell people and make sure they, you know, adhere to the boundaries that I want them. And I, I will respect other people's boundaries also. But I have lost, you know, what I thought was friends because I've set those up. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wait. See. There we go. It'll go away. We got another live going too on the side for our for the Instagram. So I'm oh, trying God. to work that in. <laughs> um, but what I was gonna say, I so I'm practicing because I think before I didn't really um I didn't really I don't I don't know what I'm gonna say about boundaries because I don't think I would have called it that. I don't think I'm not not thinking in that space. But I am practicing it first at home, and then getting comfortable at home has allowed me to practice it outside of home, like with family and friends. So I will say at home, well, not at home. I think the first the the first thing is depending on who the person is, if they're important enough, they'll break whatever they're whatever they're doing that's going against your boundary, they'll be okay with changing so that they can respect your boundary. Because Mm -hmm. like I said, a lot of people get offended when you say, hey, I don't like this, or you can't, I don't, I can't do this right now. I don't like that, whatever. Um, I noticed like when you first do it, it's like a shock, like what? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But doing that at home, especially in a marriage, um it i have become comfortable enough to express you know that i need certain boundaries or certain things or whatever and i'm also learning to do that with my children and teaching mm. to to respect my space like if you see me in a work call don't just bust through the door and start talking to me that's not first you're being disrespectful but mm-hmm. um so I'm learning to not like put my meeting on mute to say, what do you need? 
Like right. now, it's like we we children. We know when the camera and the meeting is going, and you hear people talking, that means that I can't talk to you right now. Um, another thing that I'm learning to do is not giving in to everything that they're that they want. So like when I was fixing our shirts, my my first comment was I said no, right? And then I was like, I don't really say no. I say I say not right now. Give me a moment and we'll talk about it when I'm done this. And they don't like that. Like they don't react to it very well. Like Layla and I got into it last week because she got upset and she did something because she was mad because I set that boundary with her and I made her wait. And <laughs> she reacted. So we got into it because she disrespected me. So I was like, okay, this didn't go too well. So I think that it's just a matter when when you are setting these boundaries, depending on who the people are, there has to be some type of patience. Like if I say right away, Kabri, don't call me between six o'clock and three o'clock or don't text me. She's going to look at my message like, what? But I need to work with you to explain to you why I need that time. Mm -hmm. Not talk to me. Or if I tell Terrence from six to eight, I just need to be in this room by myself. He might be looking like, well, I get home at seven. I want to see my wife. But for me, I've been dealing with children all day. So I just need for you to respect that I need two hours mm -hmm. because my mind is about to explode. So <laughs> right now I'm learning that the other person needs to be willing to work with you and what you're setting. Mm -hmm. I will hope that at home, my kids don't keep going against my boundaries because they're they not meant for me. I need to get rid of them. <laughs> they got some way to go. Baby, I'm like, you're not respecting my boundaries. You got to go. Right. Right, you have to set a yeah, consequence. Right over though. the breeze house. Grown <laughs> baby, <laughs> you gotta get out. <laughs> when you, you know, it's crazy you say that <laughs> with our kids because just that same thing that you talked about, uh -huh. I had that conversation today with Jamel. He re he found one of his gift cards from his birthday that he had not spent, and it was to GameStop, and it was ten dollars. Right, so um. He's looking on the website, and of course, there's really nothing on the website, you know, for GameStop that's $10. So I hit him with a, not right now. Uh -uh. I said, Jamel, set a saving limit. <laughs> yes, but you see how it's kind of... <laughs> um, you, you know, I said, set a saving stop. It's so rude. She drew attention to it. I can't help. You know when somebody draw attention to something and you wasn't paying attention and then you just look at it. Y'all want to yeah. know what I'm attention to? My shirt is smiling some. Oh wow. oh, wow. Oh, wow. Okie doke. <laughs> We're having a serious discussion. So anyway... <laughs> So anyway, I tell Jamel, you know, don't just buy something because you have, you know, money in your hand. You're going to buy something that you don't necessarily want. Set a saving limit. You know, you, you do chores in the house. Once you get your money, you'll put it in your, your account and you let it sit there until you reach the limit that you've set for yourself. And then you can purchase whatever it is that you want. Yeah. He was like, why do I have to wait? I have money now. I said, Jamel, go on the website and look to see what you can buy for $10. 
And he went and looked, and it was something like some, um, some kitty headphones or um, headphones or something like that. So I said, "Is there anything on there that you can buy for ten dollars?" He's like, "No." So he, he was quit attitude. I said, "Walk off and go get yourself together because you're not about to put your attitude on me because I'm trying to help you understand something." So he mm-hmm. goes, starts slamming stuff. I gave him his space to get yeah, your anger yeah. out, but you're not going to take it out on me. Mm, so he came awesome. back and I was like, well, what's, are you better? He was like, no. I said, well, go away. Come back when you're, when you have yourself together. Mm-hmm. One thing I don't do is allow you to, like Nicole said, treat me like I'm at your beck and call whenever right. you need to be there or whenever there's something at your disposal and you have to have it at that very moment. Mm-hmm. Adults yeah. do that too, though. Yeah, that's they, true. Oh my gosh. They They're the worst. Like, if you're not, like, if you don't respond right away or right. they'll call, you know, it'll be like, why are you not responding to X, Y, and Z? I have no idea what you're dealing with right. on the other side. And they don't care. <laughs> Until you say, well, well, this is what was happening. And then, oh. I'm so sorry. I'm so- <laughs> yeah. or, or, or even better, just telling them when I don't respond to you immediately, give me some time to respond back. And that's setting a boundary. And then also, Nicole, I remember from our last session and you were talking about your experience with your life coach. And, you know, even I'm so proud to hear that you like setting boundaries a little bit. But I think just being consistent, even though it's hard, is going to like help. Mm-hmm your children understand okay this is what mommy needs and then they'll start to really help you with your boundaries and making sure no one else overstepped their boundaries when you need some space mm-hmm. you know what i mean like if they start to really understand that this is helping you mentally physically mm-hmm. you know they'll protect you yeah you that's know, true something happened, something happened <laughs> yesterday the day before and, and normally, the way that I am, I would have just dropped everything that I was doing right there, rush, run out of the store, try to hurry up and drop this, drop the kid or whoever I had with me there to rush to wherever it was I needed to go. And I, 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 I thought about everything that I was going to do before I did it. And then I just was like, I can't do it right now. Mm-hmm. I was like, God, give me like an hour or two. I need to make sure that I get this here and this there. And then... I can be there. Mm-hmm. And it was weird. It's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable, I think, for yourself when you set boundaries because that's not how you normally respond. Right. So it was weird. I automatically thought, like, now they're going to think I'm not there for them. Or I didn't, you know, I can't be there. Or I can't do something because you're so used to, to being available. But I also noticed my own calmness. I wasn't stressed. It was on my mind, but it didn't make me like, I wasn't too worried about it. Like, I was just like, it's okay. Mm -hmm. And if you need me, just give me this time and I'll be there. I was okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I know another thing I want to talk about is um, boundaries, teaching the children boundaries. Um, I'm noticing that the way that we're trying to, we're not trying, the way that we are raising our children can be a form of boundaries for them. So when they're around other people's adults specifically, it comes off as disrespectful. 
So a boundary that I set for my children is not, I don't know if you would call it, I guess it would be a boundary to allow them to express themselves. Oh, yeah. I Like, if something happens, like if they get into an argument or whatever, even if they get mad at one of us, the parents, um, you know, it'll be like, that's not fair. I don't have anything to say. I'm mad, right? And mm -hmm. I'm like, no, like, you have to talk because if you keep it in, you're going to get angry and anger turns to other things. So mm -hmm. I teach, we are teaching them to talk about, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But other, I'm noticing that other parents will come back to me and say, you know, I had to tell them to stop talking or be quiet because what I say, that's it. But I'm not, <laughs> I'm raising my children to, you can have your opinion, tell me how you're feeling about it, but also know we're going to make the best decision. Mm. And I'm explaining to you why we're making this best decision. But the way that I think a lot of people are right now, they're not receptive to that. Children and that's having a mind of their own. Right. And that's a boundary right. that they have. So if something happens with little Terrence and he's with you, and you know, and he says to you, Cabri, this is not fair. As a parent, your automatic is it doesn't matter what you think isn't fair. Yeah, but the boundary that I, we're teaching him is express why that's not fair to you, so we can understand. Mm -hmm. And I think on the on the back side of that, because mm -hmm. we are so close and we're raising our kids in similar manners, if they're if her kids are with me and something comes up, I give them a safe space to say whatever it is, and then like she said, we're going to come to the best conclusion mm -hmm. after you share you know, your thoughts about whatever has transpired. In the same way that they are with my son, you uh -huh. have more to share what you want, but one, always remember to be respectful with mm. what you're saying. And then two, calm, like, calm yourself down because when you're <laughs> like just in this frantic mode, you're not going to be able yeah. to get your out clearly you're not even going to be able to process your thoughts clearly right that's true share what it is that you want to share mm -hmm. you know out to dinner <laughs> what was that one thursday, oh, that is, was that thursday? it was one day last week and the kids just had a ball sharing their thoughts about certain stuff and we mm -hmm. were just yeah. there like this what we're doing right. we're doing this right, right. okay that's good <laughs> So I think it is refreshing to see that one, we're tackling parenting in a different way mm -hmm. than how we were taught to parent. Um, and it's also refreshing too, that we're giving our boys, we all have boys here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, boy world, this is boy world, <laughs> only boys. <laughs> <laughs> we're giving our boys a safe space to be vulnerable so that they know. And emotional. Yeah, so that they know when they go out into the real world, one, you're not going to play me like that. And mm -hmm. this is why yeah. you're not going to play me like that. Right. And that's true. And that's true, but this, but this generation, <laughs> but this generation itself, 
they have a tendency to express themselves anyway. This is like a natural thing for them for them to express themselves. This is a total different generation. They 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 feel as though they have to express themselves. They they feel as though um, you know what they say is important, and we just have to recognize it, like yeah. you say, and allow them to do it because in certain spaces they're not going to be able to do it, but they have to do it respectfully. You know, because they want to express my, I think this, my, I think that. And, you know, we grew up, you know, it's not so important what you're thinking. You're just supposed to be seen, not heard. But this yeah. generation is, you know, children not supposed to be seen, but heard. I mean, not supposed to be, um, yeah, supposed to be seen, not heard. But this generation is different because they they want to express themselves. And sometimes they do do a little bit too much talking. And so sometimes you do have to tell them about the respect boundaries you know um if mommy is doing this then you know you just have to wait because they can go overboard because they're used to being so expressive and you know so it's like a give and take you know you let them express themselves but um you know within them being respectful because they have a lot to say you know sometimes it's not the best time and sometimes they don't know how to say it so you just have to train them to speak a certain tone, you know, and, you know, to just have a different approach. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with that because I think when you teach them that at home, it goes into the school because I've had that even with my youngest son or my kids was homeschool and they really know how to communicate and when they don't like something or when they need something and the teachers are older and they just like, okay, why are you even, talking to me <laughs> like God. i'm the teacher you're the student and right. i don't allow that to even transpire with the boys they know to speak for themselves be their own advocate they also right. have to set boundaries with these teachers and make them understand that they deserve respect as much as the teachers deserve respect so i -hmm. think once you teach your kids that as a, at a young age they're able to go out and really advocate for themselves right and set boundaries on people who won't respect the fact that they have a opinion and i mean it's so important to listen to them because sometimes we think we're right as parents and we're actually not yeah, right. right. If you just listen to them, you can actually learn from them. Like, oh, okay, yeah, you can learn I see so much. Why you did that? <laughs> oh, I see why you saying that. Why you feel that right. way? I mean, it's so crazy, Cabri. I know you deal with that with Jamel. He's you know, so I do. Smart. I have four boys. Yeah. I mean, and they're just if you just listen to them, it's right. It's just amazing. It is. They just know so much, yeah. and they just so you know so smart. You know, and then when they explain, like you say, when they explain certain things, you're like, wow, I never thought of it that way. You know, yeah. like multiple multiple choice questions. My son, would, we would go over multiple choice questions. And he was like, ma, I picked this. I was like, why did you pick that? And then when he explained it, I'm like, wow, I really see where you're coming from, you know, coming yeah. from. Yeah. You know, and then that, you know, that was like my son, my youngest son was homeschooled too. So he's really expressive too, because he hasn't been like restricted. You know, a lot of times when they homeschool, they're not really restricted like that. So a lot of times they really do express themselves. And they feel a little bit more freer because they haven't been sitting in the classroom, quiet, still, you know, everyone's doing this. So they're not really as conformative as, you know, as the other children. They've been used to expressing themselves and things like that. So, yeah, um, yeah I definitely understand. You know, we had a, um, it was so funny and hopefully Terrence doesn't get offended so i'll keep it 
surface level. <laughs> but we had a situation where low tides actually called us on the boundary that we set for one another, me and Terrence. So we set up, we, we have, we try to work, this, this boundary is very hard to do, which is being quiet while the other person is talking. So we set that boundary, you know, to be quiet while I'm talking. If we're arguing or whatever, just be quiet. That's a good one. That's a good one, girl. That's a good one. A little times, you know, a situation occurred, and he, um, he was he was trying to talk, and you know, he was told to be quiet to shut his mouth, and you know, he got upset or whatever. He sat he sat down. And then, you know, I seen him up, I seen how he was looking and I didn't like how he looked, right? And these are teachable moments. And these are moments that you can really connect with your child too. So, you know, he's about to be 16 in like a month and a, month and a half. Mm. So you know, I said, what is wrong with you? He was like, I was like, what's wrong? What's, what's happening? What, why are you feeling that way? And he started to cry. And I was like, it's okay, you can cry. What's, what's wrong? And he was like, he was like, I... You, he was like, you telling me to, to tell you how I feel, but then you're telling me to be quiet. Mm. And he's like, I can't even get my words out because you're o- talking over me and then you're not allowing me to speak. Mm. And I literally was like, he sounds like me and his dad. When mm. we, you're not letting me speak or you're not letting me talk. And we're like, you know, you're not respecting the boundary that we set. So I looked at him and yeah. I was like, oh my gosh. So yeah. that taught me that he's listening mm-hmm. and, he, and I tell him as long as you can say what you want to say in a respectful way it should be okay right yeah yeah at that age they're very emotional <laughs> 15 right. he said, oh, yeah he's very emotional and he said he said I'm doing everything you told me to do I'm talking regular I'm not yelling I'm not fussing I'm being respectful and you're still not right. allowing me yeah. for do whatever and I'm like well what do you say at that point so I had right. apologized for mm-hmm. not doing the thing that we said right and that we said right and mm-hmm. turn, you know how 15 year old boys are well yeah definitely he's, like, <laughs> uh, he's real just like you know to himself he don't really is not no mushy mushy or whatever mm. after we finished talking that night he was just like mom I love you and he was crying and yeah. I was like, this is a big moment, but I had I to ask. say that's a huge I had moment. To, yeah, that's a big moment. <laughs> so he didn't know. And then, but me being goofy, I was just like, are you crying? Are you on my shoulder crying? I was like, are you getting tears on my shoulder and you're crying? I was like, oh, Terrence. I was like, I love you too. And so, but it was a big moment. <clears throat> I felt like in that moment, he's understanding that even as a young man, boy, boy becoming man, that it's okay, these boundaries are being set. Us as parents, it's okay for you to check us. Mm-hmm. We're yeah. That's true. And you know, one thing that you can do also to make it like really like a parent, you can have like an object, like a ball or something in your house. Mm-hmm. And when the person is talking, let the person hold that object. We had because, a because, because some people just need to see something in order to stop. You have one ball, and the person with the ball is the person that speaks. Right. You know, and that can be a deal breaker, I'm telling you. Because if you see someone with the ball, you know, physically, you know that you're not supposed to be talking until you get the ball. I mean, it can sound kind of childish, but it actually works. 
it helps put like a tangible item yeah. to the thumb. Right. Yeah. And it works. You I know, because you see, you see you the ball. Especially Aiden. But you don't you have don't. to sit. <laughs> You right, you see it, and every, and everyone else sees the person with the ball, and then when the person is finished, they can pass the ball, then you'll have ownership of your time to talk. And that can really break some barriers down just by doing something. It can be a book. It can be a pocketbook. It can be a cup. It can just be an object that you are designated to be the per. you know, the, it can be a, a microphone. Any object that you designate when we're talking, the person that has it is the only person that needs to talk at that time. Right. You know, and everyone's looking at it and, you know, you're not getting confused and jumping in, you know. So, you know, I think that helps even though it might sound childish, but people actually need things like that. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that or do y'all think that... Um being on the being on the side where the person is telling you what their boundary is have you ever gotten taken back from it or upset and if so have you ever gotten to a space where you're like okay with it because you understand it or do you still like get a little taken back when someone is setting a boundary I, for me i guess um if someone said that you know i'm really i really get frustrated when this happened and things like that. I'm sorry. Sorry, my fans on. Sorry. Sorry. Her <laughs> phone was ringing. I sorry. could go. <laughs> you, you good, Adrian? Yeah, I'm good. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Uh, if, someone, if someone tells me their boundary, right? <laughs> And, um, I mean, you just have to respect the person. Everybody is different. Everybody have weaknesses. You know, even though it might not be a boundary for you, you might say, oh, no, that's something that I like. But you have to respect the person. And you just have, if you cherish the person enough, you just have to, you know, pull yourself back and, you know, be respectful. And, you know, um, just, you know, acknowledge and just go by that boundary if it's not overstepping your boundary. Now, some people boundaries might be overstepping your boundaries, but if their boundaries is not overstepping your boundary, then, you know, even though you might not like it, you know, and then sometimes you have to learn from that. Oh, they put a boundary. They don't want me doing this. So you have to look at yourself. Dang, dang. I didn't really consider myself as a person that does that. So that might be a wake up call for you overall. Yeah. You know, right. I'm this person. I'm pushy. I'm bossy. I didn't even think I was like that until he set a boundary. Oh, you're not going to boss me around anymore. And you're mm -hmm. like, oh, my goodness. And, you know, it's just a wake up call letting you know you're doing too much. But um, if it's towards you, but remember, boundaries are for the person. You know, I don't like this in any situation. It's not really about you. It's about any situation. You just happen to be a person that's, you know, breaking that boundary. You know, so it's really about you, not not about that person, but it's about that particular thing that's being done that you do not like. I know yeah. for our relationship, this was like the night of your uncle's party or something like that over West. Mm -hmm. Um, or it was something that was happening, and I know when Nicole can get overwhelmed, she it it can come off as if she's being mean, dismissive, dismissive, or bossy, and things like that. Mm -hmm. I don't receive that well. So what I told her, I was like, "Look, I'm not for your stuff today. Give me a list of what you want me to do, and I'm gonna get it done." Right. I said, "Now, if I have questions in between time, I'm gonna come to you." 
I said, well, just give me a list and we're going to work this thing out together. So I yeah, think I yeah. like, that's a releasing moment. Yeah. Because in it, my head, I'm like, give her a list so she can mess it up. Right. Because you're not taking it personal because it's not about you. It's about it's about what she's going through. So you're not taking it personal as a person. You just know she's going yeah. through something. Yeah, I I do know that I don't think I've ever like was taken aback by someone's boundaries. I think I was taken aback by someone's response to my boundaries. Mm, right. So mm. I think that was especially when that it's something like yeah, especially <laughs> when it's a person that you valued highly. Right. Right. So in that moment, it's like, damn, I, I want to fight for this. I really do. But you're pushing my hand because I'm telling you that this is something that I don't like. And, right. you're, and you're doing it anyway. Mm-hmm. So how can now how now can I convey two negatives to you? You're, <laughs> you're stepping my boundaries and you've done it multiple times. And now I'm at the point where I need to take a step back. Right. You, you got to come yeah. But that's like I said, if the, if the, and I think um, you both made the same comment, if they respect you enough, and it's, mm-hmm. it's really, it's not something that's going to happen like that. I know right. like, oh, it's a boundary. If I say, don't call me, don't call me. But you also got to think if this is a relationship and we've been going for a certain amount of time and you have an epiphany one day that you want to start having boundaries, people have to adjust to what you're setting. So mm-hmm. like, I think we all been saying, if we set up, if, if we care enough, mm-hmm. then we're going to be okay with it. You know, it was funny today. Um, <laughs> I was talking to somebody and they said that um, they couldn't do something or whatever. And when I thought about what they said, I was like, wait, I do that. So I didn't get upset anymore. Cause then I was just like, Oh, I understand. Like, that's why, I, that's why I asked the question I asked earlier. Do you still get, do you get taken back when a boundary is set against you? Mm. I think I people are just arrogant. But mm-hmm. then I, people people walk in arrogance. Sorry, mm-hmm. Nicole. Like no, people you- just assume that they shouldn't have boundaries. So it's hard for people right. to accept other people's boundaries. So you <laughs> right. have, really have to humble yourself and understand that you're not entitled to certain spaces with people. Regardless if it's a personal relationship, a business relationship, just anybody just setting boundaries all all around. You know what I mean? Even like when I go out, if people ask me, hey, do you want to go to this certain place? And I know it's going to be too much for me. I'll easily say, no, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. Like, I got to set boundaries with that. That's that's the. I just think like people walk in so much arrogance that they are taken back when somebody says, No, I, I don't want you to do that. Oh, you right. called me and then you text me and I didn't respond. That's because I'm busy. That's my boundary. I'm with my family right now and I'll get to you when I can because I've set a boundary. I'm not going to mess up this family time and this space for you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's really humbling yourself, like even with my friends or even with Adrian or Cabri or anybody, I'm going to respect yeah. their space. Mm-hmm. And it is a humbling moment. You do have to humble yourself in, like, stop being so arrogant, but everybody don't walk right. it. I'm sure. As Did I'm having have... a whole arrogant moment over here. Yeah. Like, and that's true. 
And I was gonna I was gonna say something because we there's a process when you talk about boundaries, there's actually a process. So you have to define the boundary first. You have to figure out what is going to be the boundary. You have to announce it, let people know what the boundary is, and you have to maintain it. And the way you maintain it is by using, by giving consequences. And that's the process. And if you're able to do that, then you can keep that boundary going. Now, some people set a boundary, but they don't have any consequences. So they're constantly saying, don't do this, don't do this, don't do that. And as far as the consequence, that's something you have to think about before you even set the boundary. Before you even set the boundary, you should have a consequence already set. If you do this, I'm going to walk out. If you do this, I'm going to hang up. If you do this, I'm going to end the friendship. And so whatever that consequence is, you have to stick to it so that people can see that you're serious. But without a consequence, it's really not a boundary because you're not putting the consequence on it. You're not maintaining it. You're just throwing out, I want this to happen, but you're not checking the person and you're not protecting yourself. Now, if you don't give a consequence, you're not protecting yourself. You're just making a statement. And that's not really a boundary. It's just a statement. The boundary has to have the consequence where you can maintain it. It's something that you have to work at. It's not like I'm going to put it out and it's going to happen. You have to actually check people with the consequences. Right. right, You have to really check them. You know, that's, you know, you have to actually do your part. (laughs) Let's, um, we had two comments from a viewer. So I want to make sure that we addressed her. We probably did already. Um, Rakita said, you also have to look at the generations, older generations consider it disrespectful. A lot of them are from the kids are seen. I heard, like you said already, mm-hmm. school. Yeah. But whereas you are trying to teach them openness and to be able to communicate the good and the bad. Right. Um, I keep trying to remember that we are recording, so it is going to go to Apple and Spotify. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to not read so fast. <laughs> um, right. So we talked about that already. So the other mm-hmm. one that she said that being willing to listen is also good insight into how their mind works and how they are making their connections to the stimuli coming at them from places other than the home. Yeah, that is true. Everything is hitting them from all areas of everything. And Mm -hmm. it's hard for them to really take everything in. So they have to be able to express it. They can't express it at school. And a lot of times that they do have a good relationship with their mom, they can pretty much tell their mom like everything, you know, they, they come and tell you everything. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so, yeah, you have to be open. You have to have your, you know, open arms for them because they will come to you if you have that type of relationship. Now, if you're yeah. the type of mom, like, I don't want to hear anything. You don't tell me anything. You go to your dad, then a lot of things you won't get. But if you're open type of mom, then your sons, I have sons, will come to you. I don't have any daughters. So I can't speak on daughters, but I have three sons and they will come to you and tell you a lot of stuff. I'm the only one with the daughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see. I think a good example for me is even though I've seen, you know, my own children, it's like when I watch Cabri and Jamel, like I see them grow together and Cabri has grown so much to allow Jamel the space to be able to communicate and how he feels and how he like talks. So when he comes with me, I'm just so amazed. Like, yo, Jamel, you so like, (laughs) he fit right in with the boys. Like he feels very safe expressing himself. 
yeah. and being able to tell you what he like and what he don't like. You know what mm. I mean? And that to me is awesome. Like it is. It gives them a space to be able to say, This is what I like. I won't tolerate it. And he tells his mom everything. That that's very yeah, that's beautiful. We had yeah. a type of relationship with your children. That's what you want. Yeah. yeah. Now, what about um? Do you set boundaries at work? I can't necessarily set boundaries right now because <laughs> um, I gotta do what they say. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> they I was not. I was. I, that's a good question. I was I not out, like that. I figured out a way to do it without it seeming as if I was coming off like, you know, <laughs> in my position or where you are now. Well, no, in your position, I set boundaries. I told hmm. so where she's the, the position that she's currently in with the mentor and things like that. When I was in your position, I um when I was in your position, I told my mentor, do not I I need my time from this time to this time. Please do not come over and talk to me about cases. I need a break. I'm just asking for this mental break during this time. And he didn't care. He was just like, okay, I respect that. He said, but at 301, I'm going to be right here. And I said, that's fine because I, I asked you not to, you know. So it would be stuff like that. Nothing like don't meet with me about my performance. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like so I think inadvertently there is a boundary that I set at work because I'm in there so early and yeah. my mentor is not. So I have that that window of opportunity to just focus on whatever it is that I want to focus on without being interrupted. Mm -hmm. Right. But then on the flip side, if I'm coming up against something that I'm not really too familiar with, or something has gotten, you know, a little too in depth for my skill set at that moment, I'd be looking at the chat, like, why are you not on yet? Is oh, that so like, he even not on, or you're not respecting his boundaries. Well, so right. I, so Basically. I, I'm in a different, <laughs> I'm in a different, department now and I noticed the culture change I put that and with that culture change they're very respectful to the boundaries you set but you still don't want to look a certain way yeah absolutely so people like to put meetings on your calendar right they just pew, you got a meeting so I set my focus time from six o'clock until seven thirty no I think till eight six to eight is my focus time so you cannot send me a meeting you cannot I am well, you can't I am me if I've set it so you can I am me. But during that time, my I am should be on do not disturb. So I used to have people that I would get on at six, six fifteen. Do you have a moment? What? I'm like, I just woke up. I don't have a moment. I'm like, and you still trying to get your bearings together. You trying to I intentionally yeah. try to set my day every day. So for that two hours, I slowly intentionally set my day because it's a lot. However, I have one person that was just like, how do you block off two hours every day? I was like, like I just did. Don't. I, it's possible. I, leave me that's alone. Yeah. But I had my director who was like, that's a good idea. Because he, he's like, I'm so overwhelmed as soon as I sign in. I don't even have a moment to get it together. And I was like, well, so-and-so, you should try and do it because it's been working for me. So when 8 yeah. o'clock hits, then my focus time comes on on my phone and then I'm available on my computer until, you know, I have a meeting. But that was the way I set a boundary at work. 
the other little things that happen at work, I think it's kind of hard to set those kind of boundaries. Like it might be gossiping or, Oh yeah. You know, or like, um, I don't know. Ask, ask Cabri to do it. She's good at that. And then they just come right in and be like, Hey, Cabri, you got a moment. I need you to take it. But you think because you're my manager, you can take me all take, like take me I got to take my priority. Actual, yeah. Right. And that's when you set your boundary to identify with that person, okay, this is my ta- these this is my priority, mm-hmm. but you're asking me to do this. I can squeeze this in here, and it'll be done for you at this time. So that's setting my boundary. Where before at work, I would stop what I was doing, get that, get done. that whatever it is they asked me to get done, then mm. jump back to what I was doing, and then oh here comes someone else. So now that's how I've been setting my boundaries at work, and it's been working. And I don't know how people feel on the other side of the computer. But the response I've been getting have been like, you know, okay, that's fine. Or, you know, I'll contact you at this time when you're available, things like that. So, yeah, I definitely think that's a good thing. I don't think I ever had boundaries at work before I got married. I would work long hours at night, you know, and I also had a boss who really didn't care about boundaries. So being married to a person like, no, like tell them to stop. Like they doing (laughs) too much. You need family time. You need time to relax. And they're going to disrespect your boundaries until you put some up. And that I learned that through him, by just cutting it off and just enjoying family and just, you know, saying no, like, look, an hour before work, you need to tell me what you need because when it's time to get off work, I'm off work. And mm-hmm. then I'll see you tomorrow. I used to work like late hours. Mm-hmm. Are you so, home? Huh? Are you home? You work from home? I'm home now. In my current job, we all pretty much set our boundaries because we're at home and we ha- we run a whole state. So we do set those times on our teams where we're like not available. And that mm-hmm. means like, don't contact us. We're like hyper focused or we're doing something after we finish this. Then you, when you see us on green, then you could like contact us. But um, I think I used to just overwork like long hours and I, you know, getting paid a salary. You just, you didn't set up any boundaries. And I think your boss, some bosses would just take advantage of that. Hmm. Yeah. And then it's kind of tough because when you're working, you don't want to offend your boss. You don't want it to be like, oh, she, she, she's not approachable because every time I come, she tells me I got to wait until this time I'm the boss, you know? So I think that that can make it kind of difficult for some people too, especially if you can't communicate that in a, you know, with, with that particular person. So I I guess at work, it can be a little tricky, but Mm -hmm. if you are able to do it or maneuver around it so that, so that you still can have that mental peace at work then mm. that that that's a big thing um yeah. i had attended a workshop last week um her her name was dr or her name is dr bennett and she talked about um bringing your brain to work but basically setting those boundaries so that you don't get overworked and she talked about like the brain how stressed you can be and not even know that you're stressed and your brain needing a break needing to relax mm. and she's like multitasking you know i am a 
multitasker like offender. So I'm learning that multitasking is not good for me. Like last week, I don't get headaches. I don't get sick. So I had a headache literally all every day last week. I had a headache and I was scared. I was like, what is wrong? I thought about it. <laughs> I was like, I'm too, I'm doing too much. So she, she, she taught during that workshop, she just taught about setting your boundaries at work. She talked about how to communicate that to your boss. Um, and mm. just not multitasking. She was just like, it's not good for you, for your brain, like at all. Yeah, so, that's true. Yeah, I think um, boundaries at work. That's something. I think I think that's something that needs to be talked more about. Yeah, I, I think it is a um, a conversation that no one really wants to have because it's at work. You're paid to be here, right? You're paid to be here. <laughs> so you should be readily available to do the job because in job descriptions, it will say... Like at the end, after they list, you know, what their main duties are, other duties as assigned, right? So mm -hmm. it's a because if, if you're setting a boundary and someone is coming to you with an other duty as assigned task, you don't really know how to convey, give me a second, I'm going to get this done. Especially if you're just coming into a position um, and you're trying to work your way up, you want to make sure that you you know, are available to do those things. But I think in, in a way, you can convey in a way that's healthy and that's not looked upon, you know, in a negative manner that, yeah, yeah I, can, I can do that for you, but let me focus on X, Y, and Z first and then I can get it over to you. Yeah. As opposed to, like you said, dropping everything that you're doing to take care of that one task, you know, to appease somebody else. And then your, your actual work starts to become neglected you know i think a way to do that and um i don't want to take away from you guys sharing your thoughts on that but i think a way to do that not eight times out of ten a company organization or wherever you work has a a, a a mission or whatever it is for their employees and nine times out of ten it's working life balance mm -hmm. so if you're going to tell me that i need to um do all these things <clears throat> want me to be here and be there and all this other stuff. And when I do talk to you about it, I'm going to say, well, the agency preaches about work-life balance and, and taking walks, doing breaks, and getting up from your yeah. And I'm setting a boundary because this is what I need to do in order to be at my highest for you. You don't look at somebody No, no. <laughs> 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 what they going to say at that point? What can stunned, you say? Like how you were stunned with No, I, I completely agree. I had, I mean, again, a good example is my husband. He took a job and um, his job requires him to do things outside of what he was hired to do. And he really set up a boundary. Like, no, I, I this, I'm good at what I do and this is my boundary. Like you, you are overstepping the boundaries and within the perimeters that, you know, I'm willing to work and it's not going to make me happy. So, and the thing is his boss is like, Oh, okay. You set up that boundary. I'll respect it. I mean, he, he hasn't faltered from, you know, just setting boundaries because I think certain bosses just really don't care, especially mm -hmm. small businesses. 
small mm-hmm. businesses and the bosses, they feel like all the employees are owners of the company, but they're not getting a salary or the pay like the boss. You want me to work like you, but you're not giving me the the, the money mm-hmm. for that. So it's important to set up boss, a safe space. Stress free. If I work like my boss on my part time job, I would be stress free. Hmm. Layla. Oh shoot. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't. I don't know what she to come say. over and be like, "How's it going?" I'm like, it's going good. And no, she, she'd be like, mom, did you do this yet? She'd be like, mom, I think that you should not put sprinkles on those bath bombs because everybody does. <laughs> I'm like, okay. And then she walks away. <laughs> go She's take delegating. A, go take a nap. <laughs> She's delegating. Mm-hmm. All right. So we, we got one more part to discuss, and then um, we're going to wrap it up for tonight, get everybody's final thought. Um, boundaries your children set with you. Have any has anybody experienced that? Oh my god, I just had that conversation with Ibrahim, my youngest. Ibrahim, you know, we are together all the time. It's me, Ibrahim, Marcus. I mean, we're us three in the house, and I. I actually had to sit back and think about him saying, um, you know what, mommy, I love you and I love being around you, but I really need some space by myself. Mm. And like, I, I look back at that, like, wait a minute. That's actually, I like that. He said that, you know what I mean? I feel like, because there's Mm. plenty of time where, and I told him at first, I'm like, no, you know, I deal with you when I don't want to deal with you. So Mm -hmm. how you gonna, but then I look back at like, yeah, do that. Like, I, I, I respect that. Go ahead, Ibrahim. Like, um, he's growing up. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So that, that was a good, um, reminder for myself. Like, all right, he actually knows how to set his own boundaries. So Mm -hmm. I got to respect that. What about you guys? Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, for me, Jamel checked me one night. We were in the Chick-fil-A line. We were just talking and, uh, he was like, mommy, can I say something to you? And he always starts the conversation off like that. (laughs) I think he's, he's testing the temperature to see, you know, where I'm at. Um, so I was like, yeah, so what's up? He was like, you know, that knot you get in your throat when you like are about to cry, but you don't want to cry. So you just swallow it, but it hurts real bad. I was like, yeah, I get that, you know, sometimes too. He was like, I get that when you yell at me. Mm. You not yell at me when you're trying to talk. I was like, I make you feel that way? And he was like, just when you yell at me. He was like, I'm, I, I hear you, but it makes me sad when you're yelling at me. It makes me feel like you don't love me. And I was like, I'm stopping. You ain't got to worry about me yelling at you no more. That's dead. You got to tell him. The next time he be being mean to Layla, you be like, you know that that knot you get in your throat. <laughs> Layla, she gets the same knot. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> they act like siblings, <laughs> like real siblings. Yes, they, they go they, at it. They go at it more than she do with her own brothers. I'm like, what is wrong with them two? 
<laughs> that's a boundary that I have that he set with me. He does not do well. He did not do well with me yelling. So what do you mm. do? So that so since he set that boundary with you, how do you how are you doing with it? So I do pretty well. Like I don't really I, I can't operate in chaos, right? And and I don't want him to operate in chaos either. Right. Um when you walk into my home, it's very peaceful. Most of the time people come in and fall asleep. I mean, it's just how the environment is in there. But when I'm noticing that I've asked him to do something over and over again and it has not been done, mm -hmm. I remind him of that conversation. You don't want me to yell at you because it makes you feel bad. But right. then when I'm asking you to do something and you're not doing it, it makes me feel bad as well. Mm. And, you know, I put it to him like this is a partnership. Right. We're right. in this together. You're asking me to respect something of you, but you're not respecting what I'm asking you to do. And it could be something as simple as cleaning your room. Right. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Or coming home and doing your homework. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. it doesn't always have to be something so harsh, but I do understand that Jamel is a kid that you can reason with. He, he doesn't need a bunch of yelling. He doesn't need, you know, fear instilled in him like i don't have right. to approach him like that so when he said it to me i was just like damn like i'm never in the business of making somebody feel that way and mm -hmm. i will never be in the business of making my child feel that way and i think that moment that we had that conversation was the moment that he realized he could say anything to me mm. respectfully yeah respect no respectfully all right yeah. that's that's good but so, I, yeah. I, I, I think back in my learning days as a parent, <laughs> I um, I was yell, I yell, I was, I yelled at little Terrence, and you know, I was just like, "You seem like you don't care." He was like, "No, you yell all the time. It doesn't phase me. It, it was becoming normal for him." Right. And the, those kind of comments make you be like, "Oh, let's turn it around. Do a one eighty. <laughs> let's change yeah. it because you right. like." What? No. Okay. But I think that's good that he um that he did and he explained it that way. Yeah. But I think that when I well not think I know that when you communicate with them to tell them how something makes you feel and they can relate to it, I think that will help to change their action. Mm -hmm. You know, and and especially with you know th that little age group, Jamal, Aiden, Layla. They always in La La Land, you know what I mean. And sometimes they just be like, they just keep going, <laughs> and they don't understand how much when they going. Like we were at the table when Jamel started acting up a little bit. Aiden started acting up a little bit. Even though I grabbed his ear, I whispered in his ear, and I said, "When you speak to me that way, it makes me feel like you don't care about my feelings as your mother." Mm. And he was just like. Well, that's not what I meant. I said, it doesn't matter what you meant. That's how you made me feel. Uh -huh. And so that night, you know, he came back later after his dad went and talked to him and he wanted to apologize. And I said, Aiden, right now, I can't accept your apology because I'm not like I'm that hurt. And, you know, so the next day he came and he was like, are you still upset with me? I said, I'm not upset with you. I said, you hurt me. I said, but I can receive you now because, you know, I'm better. So I accept your apology or whatever. And then he was just like, you know, okay. And he just 
walked away because I think it just made him feel like I made my mom, I hurt her. Yeah. Instead yeah. of it just being, oh, she mad because I didn't do X, Y, and Z. I mm. think it's really important for us to differentiate what hurt looks like, what upset looks like, what mm. ang angry looks like. For and sure. even those emotions hold a different kind of weight, right? Mm -hmm. I think it's so much more worse than we express to our kids that they hurt our feelings or that we were disappointed in something that they did or said mm -hmm. or disappointed in, in the way that they treated someone else, right? Because mm -hmm. that's not something that, you know, they see all the time. Like you said, they saw you yelling a lot. So that mm -hmm. became normalized. Now, if I'm talking to you and I'm like this, Aiden, Jamel, y'all really got chill. Like that was unnecessary and, it, and it's unacceptable. And then you're using words that are that whole weight it mm -hmm. makes them, it, it, it helps them tap into how serious the mm -hmm. action was or the comment was. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they don't want to hurt their mother. You know, they definitely don't want to hurt their mother. So it, it, they really feel it deep, deep down the side for that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, tell them, tell, I, I noticed another word is disappoint. You're disappointing me. Cause mm -hmm. I mean, they don't mm -hmm. like that. Oh yeah. That's, that's, that's big. They don't like that at all. Remember Mother's Day? Jamel. My Mother's Day, yeah. Jamel was not happy with how Mother's Day went. And he was like, I'm going to save up some money and I'm going to do it myself. So he understood, like, they understand what the hurt looks like. Especially right, yeah. We've gotten to a place with our kids where we've sat down and had tough conversations with them about how you treat people. They're at mm -hmm. the age now where you gotta gotta put them in the mindset of, okay, you guys see a girl that you think is pretty. How do you think it's appropriate to treat her, you know, treat a, a girlfriend that you are gonna eventually have? Mm -hmm. How is it how is it important that we create a, an environment where we're the first woman, a, a girl, what is it, a dad is a girl's first love and a uh, son is a mom's first love or something, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So mom is the son first love. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we have to create that environment where that emotional attachment has to be like a well-rounded emotional right. attachment. Right. Mm -hmm. We need to have those kind of conversations though with our friends. Yeah, for sure. We're having these strong, tough conversations and everything with our children. But we spend a lot of time with our friends and family. And I think we yeah. start, we need to have those conversations with, like, I need to sit you down and say, it might not be intentional, but this action is making me feel that way. Mm. <laughs> especially with families, especially yeah. with families, because they, they believe they own yeah. you. You know, the only you're my daughter, yeah. you're my yeah. cousin, you're my that mine. When they put the mind my in front of it, that's ownership. So they already feel that they own you. So when you change, they're not ready for it. Because when you put a boundary down, that means something has changed inside you. You know, you're a different person now. You know, mm -hmm. and people don't like change. They don't like where's my little cousin? Where's my auntie? No, we yeah. I'm different now. You know, that means there's a change. There's some growth. There's gonna be some new changes, you know, yeah. some things that you're not gonna like, you know, and that's really scary for some people. 
So yeah, yeah. family is not comfortable with that at all. <laughs> what were you about to say? I was about to say I had to I had to do that with my sister. Um, and I had a couple conversations with my friends. I'm pretty sure we had one before, where you know I'm just like, this happens with you, and it makes me feel this way. I don't think I probably handled it in the best way because instead of talking it out, I'll shut something down. But mm. with my sister, well, I used to do that. But my sister, um, she had a way of speaking and just flying off the mouth and it'll get you worked up, right? So I had told her, you know, you can't keep doing this. I'm not going to keep accepting this behavior from you because you know what you're doing and it's not right. And if you can't get it together within yourself, then you know, it's not good for us to have a conversation. So, Cabri right. um, just gave me the five minute warning. So, so she, she's gotten better. She has her moment, but she's, she's learning to respect, you know, that boundary that I set. Don't speak to me like you're crazy mm -hmm. because I'm yeah. learning setting these boundaries to help me not go crazy. Because when I go crazy, like you said, everybody going to try to put me away. Yeah. I'm not gonna you want to come with me? No, put me away. <laughs> If you want to come with me, you can get put away in my house. Straight oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I We got one comment, and then we'll do our last thoughts. Go ahead, Capri. Telling them how something makes you feel as well as a reminder to them that you are a person, too, that has feelings. You can think of many instances where people may approach you in a way that makes it seem as though you are not a person with emotions and feelings. Uh, the same way that they are. My oldest and I have conversations where she will ask me to ask me, do people make you feel insert emotion, i.e. angry, unworthy, etc. How do you deal with that? So it shows that her it shows her that even in, even as an adult, I have to work through. What does this say? Just work through. Just work through it, maybe. Yeah, oh, it cut it off. Me, it was kind of yeah. long, girl. Mm -hmm. Um, but here, let's read them. Um, they feel like they own you and your emotions. You'll hear expressions like "you shouldn't feel that way" or "you don't yeah. feel." I hate that. Uh oh, that's <laughs> because I don't don't invalidate how I feel because yeah, you're not taking accountability for what you did. And you're mm -hmm. trying to make yeah. it seem like you're overreacting. Right. Mm -hmm. You're not going to do that. I'm about to put it in or, your face. Yeah. Or that comment. Oh, this isn't fair. Like, yeah. Wait, like, what's not, not there? Yeah. 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 I'm just telling you how something is making me feel. Yeah. And like you said, it doesn't have to be intentional. <laughs> right. But my job is to let you know that that is something that I don't like. Now, if I don't say that it's something that I don't like, I have to kind of deal with whatever I'm allowing you to do to me or whatever right. you, I'm allowing you to say to me. You get to say. But when I do say that, have enough emotional maturity to say, okay, my apologies. I, I didn't mean to make you feel that way. Let me rephrase what I'm trying to say or let me change the tone or instead of me sitting here talking to you like this, you know, let me open up. Let me, you know, relax my, mm -hmm. my shoulders and unclench my jaw because all of that matters in a conversation. All of that matters. Yeah. If you can just sit down. And oh, it does matter because I'll say it. I'll say, well, since your arms are folded, I'm, I feel like you're not receiving me right now. Yeah, so I'm, closed I'm, I'm closed off. I'm closed off. Yeah, I mean, you pretty much are closed off. Yeah. <laughs> you pretty much are closed off. 
No, but Rakita, thank you for that. World, we hope you heard it. <laughs> validate somebody's feelings. <laughs> You're not you gotta right. validate. You gotta validate somebody's feelings. Oh man. All right. So we're gonna do the last our last thoughts. <laughs> Anybody have their last thoughts for tonight before we sign off? Set boundaries. Whatever okay, yeah. that you wanna go first. That's- yeah, sure, sure. I think um, my last thoughts would be when you set boundaries, you know, um, ensuring that you're communicating the boundaries. Don't assume that someone knows your boundaries. And also be consistent. If you don't, if you're not consistent with, like she said, having consequences, if you don't set consequences for the boundaries that you have, then they're not going to respect them. And they're all, you know, they're always going to overstep and, and make you feel like, you know, you don't have a right to set your boundaries. You got to have mm-hmm. consequences. And it's hard at the beginning, but at some point they'll get it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, well, basically, um, if you're feeling overwhelmed and exhausted, then that means it's time for you to set a boundary somehow. Um, the first thing you need to do is define the boundary with what it is. The next thing you need to do is let the person know. Um, the last thing you need to do is maintain it by using consequences. And if you can do this, you can protect yourself. You can have a happier life and a healthier life, you know, because because you matter, you know, and you just have to know that you matter and you, you have to know that you're, you're going to be the only one that fight for yourself. Nobody else is going to fight for you, but you. So you have to start setting boundaries. Thank Nicole. you. No, that's it. I set down whatever that looks like, set them. And I, I do believe in working with the people that, um, sorry, guys, I told you I'm trying to work both things. Um, I do believe in working with that person or persons if it is something new that you're introducing them to and if they don't you know adapt to it or try to at least meet you halfway then of course you know what you need to do but um i don't know if that's the giving people chances in me but i, mean, I don't yeah, like you can be flexible yeah for, right. for a little bit and then you got to cut them off <laughs> right. that's what i'm saying so if it don't work then you know <laughs> So, like I said, when these children make boundaries, I'm sending them right over there to Cabri, and we're gonna ship them to Columbia. Well, uh, Monica, you still in Columbia? Well, wherever you are, I'll find it. We're gonna send. And I'm gonna say they don't respect boundaries. (laughs) Bring up. It's gonna say boundaries on the door. Boundaries have been set before they come through the door. Can I say something really quick? Sure. Okay, so I have a collection of Mommy Time Do Not Disturb shirts. So if you're a mommy and you're looking to put up some boundaries, you can purchase my shirts, my slides, my hoodie, my books, my mugs, and I put it um, in the chat. So it says, Mommy Time Do Not Disturb. When you wear that shirt, everybody know that mommy doesn't want to be disturbed. That's your boundary time. Okay, I'm gonna put. I just posted it on the actual feed chat, okay. so this is gonna show up on Facebook. Uh, thank you. So get your do not disturb mommy shirts, mommy time. <laughs> That's 
cute. We got to check it out. Even slides, too. You can just walk around, put the slides on if you're not trying to be disturbed. And they'd be like, oh, mommy got her slides on. Then they'd turn around, go the other way. It doesn't have to be a verbal thing. It can just be, you know, a visual thing. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I know I've learned some additional tools about setting boundaries. Um, I hope that you guys have learned, you ladies have learned you, some additional tools about setting boundaries. Um, I'm always appreciative of these types of conversations because they help us to be accountable and to grow. Um, yeah. So thank you both for that. Um, yeah, thank you. Have anything else? Yeah. Um, thank you for having us. Yeah. No. Thank you for having us. Thank it's you. It's always a pleasure. <laughs> thank you for coming on. Um, again, if it's something that you guys want us to uh, post or whatever like that, just let us know. We can always add it to this chat. Um, we uh, for the people that are listening, just go onto our Instagram or Facebook page. Just look up Natural and Naked. And you'll be able to find us. <laughs> Don't um, forget, get your brunch ticket. Yes. So brunch is in what <laughs> four weeks. So if you're coming to brunch, we got two tickets on sale, a $30 ticket and a $50 ticket. You can go on the event brunch event bright link. Link is in our bio. And get your get your ticket. It is all black, you know, how whatever you feel. There is Beautiful. a dress code for Black Swan. It is. So adhere to that anyway. Exactly. Um, but our event is Black on Black Everything. Yes. Okay. And the Vending Expo. Um, and the Vending Expo. I, I, I just want to go there. But Layla's having a Vending Expo, and Natural Naked will be there. They, I said they. Uh, Cabri will be giving inter give, getting interviews from the vendors um, yeah. during that event. So I'm going to repost... Yeah, if you guys want to. I'm going to repost it again so you guys can um, get all that information on Natural Naked's page. And um, I think that's it. I don't think it's nothing else. Oh, I'll post it later. I was going to talk about the guy coming on in September, but I'll post it later. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, we need to do a roundtable for the upcoming stuff because we still need to talk about the bike ride. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that, that will do it for us. Ladies, you have an amazing week. We will talk to you all, all right. soon. We hope that um, y'all are granted the desires of your heart. Thank you. Thank Welcome. you. Good night. Good night. Bye. Bye.